So for the past few years, my family and I have been shepherds. We've raised a, fall, a small flock of, uh, of sheep. We decided to do that when we purchased the land that was next to our, um, our property when our neighbor passed away. And I wasn't too thrilled at the prospect of having a couple of extra acres to mow, so we got sheep instead. It's much more fuel efficient than a lawnmower. Uh, but the particular breed of sheep that we have, it's a heritage breed called soy, S-O-A-Y. And they're from these really, really remote little islands called St. Kilda that's way off the northwest coast of Scotland. And the breed has been isolated there for centuries. And so they're considered to be the most primitive domestic breed of sheep that still survive. And so they're probably very much like the, the type of sheep that would have been common in Jesus' time. Right? And so they don't look like the big, white, fluffy sheep that you see in mattress commercials. They're, they're much smaller. They're very dark in color. And, um, and the reason why we were interested in a, a heritage breed like that is because they're very easy to take care of. They don't require a lot of human intervention, which was kind of our speed. But one of the other characteristics of this more primitive breed is they're very skittish. They're very shy. They don't like strangers. And so they're not the kind of breed you want to get if you're starting a petting zoo. They don't come up to the fence to be fed you know, by hand. So if you were to come over to visit us and you wanted to see the sheep, as soon as you walked towards the, the gate, they would run away. They run to the far end of the pasture and they kind of huddle together and they look at you suspiciously because they don't know who you are. They don't trust you. But if I go out there, it's a different story because they know me and they trust me. I'm the shepherd. Right? And the reason why they trust me is because I'm the one that feeds them. <laughs> you know, this is really basic stuff. They don't trust me because of uh, you know, any kind of theological or philosophical arguments I make to the sheep. I'm not St. Francis. I don't go out there and preach to my animals. But I feed them, and so they trust me. And this is really useful because when I give them treats, I give them treats inside the sheepfold. And if you don't know what a sheepfold is, it's a small enclosure that we use for working our sheep when we need to do anything with them, like collect their wool, or if we need to give them medication, or anything like that. They're impossible to catch out in the pasture because they're, they're little and they're quick and they'll just run away from you. So to be able to, to care for the sheep, you have to be able to, to bring them in to this little enclosure. That's what a sheepfold is. And so I give them their treats inside of this sheepfold. So when I go out there and I start walking towards the sheepfold, I walk ahead of them and they all line up behind me and they just follow me in. And that's a very useful thing to be able to do. And they only do that because they know me and they trust me. And I tell you all of this, I go into all this detail because I want you to understand, I want you to have a visual image of what Jesus is talking about in our gospel reading today. Because the people that he was talking to in his time would have been intimately familiar with, with shepherds. They grew up around shepherds, they would see these scenes every day, a lot of them were shepherds themselves, but most of us don't have that familiarity. So I, I wanted to give you that image. And if you'll allow me, I'm going to read part of this passage again and see if you don't have a better idea of what Jesus is describing. 
Amen, amen, I say to you, whoever does not enter a sheepfold through the gate, but climbs over elsewhere, is a thief and a robber. But whoever enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens it for him, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has driven out all his own, he walks ahead of them, and the sheep follow him because they recognize his voice. But they will not follow a stranger. They will run away from him because they do not recognize the voice of strangers. Christ is our shepherd. And as our shepherd, he will lead us where we need to go. He will lead us to that place of safety and rest, not by driving us there against our will, not by pushing us there, but by leading us, by walking ahead of us. He goes before us, and we are meant to follow him. Just like my little sheep follow me into the sheepfold. And for the same reason, because he's not a stranger, because we know him, and we trust him. And more to the point, because he feeds us. He feeds us. Now, how does our shepherd feed us? He doesn't feed us grass and, and hay. He doesn't feed us with ordinary food. But our good shepherd feeds us with his own flesh and blood. His own flesh and blood. And how do we know that he feeds us with his own flesh and blood? Because he tells us. He says, my flesh is true food and my blood is true drink. But how can this be? That our shepherd gives us his own body and blood to eat. Again, Jesus tells us at the Last Supper, he takes the bread and he blesses it and he breaks it and he says, this is my body. This is my body. He feeds us in the Eucharist, which is exactly how the disciples on the road to Emmaus recognized him in the breaking of the bread and that great reading that we heard last Sunday. And where do we receive this Eucharist? Where does our shepherd feed us? Within the sheepfold. Within the church. These things might be mysteries, my brothers and sisters, but they're not secrets. They're not secrets. Jesus tells us plainly all that we need to know in order to follow him and to be fed by him if we listen to him, if we recognize his voice. And this is that other very important aspect of our gospel this week. We have to listen to the voice of the shepherd. Our gospel tells us that he walks ahead of them and the sheep follow him. Why? Because he feeds the sheep, yes. But also the gospel says because they recognize his voice. The sheep recognize the voice of their shepherd. They've learned to run away from the voice of strangers and to follow their own shepherd's voice. That's what we call discernment, to distinguish between the voice of the stranger and the voice of your shepherd. And we need to learn to do that, to distinguish our shepherd's voice. 
to hear the voice of the Lord if we are to be members of his flock, so that we know whose voice to follow in the world. Otherwise, we'll be led astray. So how do we do that? How do we come to recognize and know our shepherd's voice? Again, this is not a secret. There's no special trick to this. It's just like learning to recognize and be familiar with anything else. You have to spend time listening to it. I'm sure all of you out there have a favorite singer that you like to listen to. And when one of their songs comes on the radio, I guarantee you, within the first three notes, you know exactly what that song is. Why? Because you're familiar with it. You've spent time listening to it. Mothers, I know for a fact that you can distinguish your baby's cry from all the other babies in the world. You can pick that cry out in a moment. Why? Because you've heard the sound of that child crying day and night since the day they were born. It's part of you. You've grown familiar with it, and so you recognize it. Are we that familiar with the voice of our shepherd? Can we recognize his voice instantly like that? Well, the way that we get that familiar is the same way that we get familiar with anything else. You have to spend the time to listen to him. You have to train your ear to recognize the shepherd's voice. We hear that voice in the scriptures. We also hear it in the church. He who hears you hears me, Jesus tells the apostles. Feed my sheep, he told Peter, commissioning him in that great mission of being a shepherd. If we want to hear the voice of Jesus, we need to listen to the voice of the church. We hear that voice in the liturgy when the church comes together in prayer as we are right now. We hear that voice in the magisterium when the church teaches in his name. If we're going to learn to distinguish between the voice of our shepherd and the voice of a stranger, we need to do these things. We need to read the scriptures. We need to attend to the prayer and the teaching of the church. We need to become familiar with them. They need to become part of us because that's the voice of our good shepherd. And any voice that sounds different than his is not a voice that we should trust. It's the voice of a stranger and we should run from it. It might be the voice of the devil that wants to lead us straight to hell. It might just be the voice of the world, the voice of other sheep out there who maybe think that they're shepherds. They might have good intentions towards us, but they don't know what we need. They don't know how to feed us. How could they? They're just sheep, like you and me. So whether we follow after the voice of the devil or just follow after the voice of some poor misguided sheep, the result is the same. Either way, we'll be lost. Only the good shepherd will lead us where we need to go. Even though we walk in the dark valley of pain and suffering and death, our shepherd walks before us. He leads us through that valley into green pastures and restful waters. He spreads a table before us, a banquet where he feeds us with his own body and blood. All we need to do is follow him as he walks ahead of us. But look at where he's going, you might say. I don't like where he's going. That way leads to persecution and to suffering and to death. Why should we follow him there? Because that's also the way to resurrection 
and eternal life. Jesus walks ahead of us through that pain and suffering to show us the way to eternal life, to show us that he himself is that way. He's not only the shepherd who leads us into the safety of the fold, but he's the gate through which we must enter. Whoever enters through me will be saved, he says. Sheep don't follow the shepherd because they've scouted ahead and they like the look of where he's going. They think it's a safe route and so they're okay following him. No, sheep follow the shepherd for one reason only. They know him and they trust him. Even if the path that they're on looks scary, they trust in their shepherd to care for them. Let us have that same trust. Let us learn to recognize the voice of the one who is our shepherd and our gate. To trust in the one who spreads a banquet before us of his own body. Who refreshes us with the flowing waters that gush forth from his side upon the cross. Let us follow Christ our shepherd through the dark valleys of this world into the verdant pastures of eternal life.